back to Anthropologically Speaking. I'm Katie. I'm Iz. I'm Isabel, and I'm shook. What was that? I thought it'd be a fun uh, start to our Halloween episode. I was not expecting that in this way. Uh, I like to keep people on their toes. Tonight, as you can tell, tonight, I guess it's middle of the day when this comes out, um, (laughs) we have a fun Halloween episode Mm -hmm. where we're going to talk about a variety of Halloween-themed things. (laughs) We're talking about (laughs) vampires, we're talking about zombies, mummies, ghosts, all 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 the the things. (laughs) The things, yes. Um, so I guess I'll start us off with a quick intro of like the origins of Halloween. Um, it's going to be chaotic. There's a lot of origins and there's a lot of detail that I'm just not going to go into. So this might jump all over the place, but stay with me. So it did originate from, is it Celtic or Celtic? Celtic. Unless you're talking about the basketball team, then it's Celtic. All right. Well, then the Celtic, no. <laughs> the Celtic tradition of Samhain. I think it's pronounced differently. Um, anyway, where we- I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to like pull like from the back of my head the the my my Irish pronunciation guide that I learned like three years ago for the mythology class. The class that I was also in. <laughs> I should be ashamed I didn't know how to pronounce Celtic. I have no idea what it is though either. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Samhain for now I'm not gonna say it much I'm getting off track um so this is a tradition where people would light fires and dress up to ward off spirits so this would maybe be around like 2,000 years ago these origins were rooted in so the day marked the end of the summer and the bountiful harvest season season and started the beginning of the cold dark winter which they associate with death which I feel like is very relatable. Same. <laughs> yeah. So they believed that ghosts of the dead returned to Earth on October 31st. Um, by the ninth century, we really jumped there. Um, so Christianity had spread throughout Europe, and so they attempted to replace this Celtic tradition with one more rooted in the church, naturally, as one does. So November 2nd became All Souls Day, which was rooted in Christian belief. So people basically, again, still hung out around bonfires and dressed in costumes such as angels and devils. Um, And the celebration was called All Hallows. um, And the night before was called All Hallows Eve, which eventually got turned into Halloween. So, and then you flip over to America um, during the colonization of it. A new set of traditions arose, um, which were still rooted a little bit in the European traditions. However, in the in America, they did play parties, which were events where they celebrated the harvest, danced, sang, shared stories about the dead. And this tradition wasn't super popular. However, once the Irish came over from um, Ireland, because the t- p- I was gonna say tomato famine, the tomato famine, <laughs> <laughs> the lesser known famine, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So after this, yes, the tradition became widespread. So they borrowed European tradition in the way, I don't know where this came from. This is pretty random. People would dress up and go door to door and ask for money and treats. Um, And hence trick-or-treating was born. 
So Halloween parties became popular. People like told spooky stories, celebrated and ate the food of the season. And kind of, I feel like that's where like pumpkin and Halloween became like melded and like squash. I don't know what is this in season. <laughs> um, and soon, and by soon, I mean by the beginning of the 19th century, citizens were told to take the spook out of Halloween and became more of a fun holiday rather than a superstitious thing. So in the 20th century, the traditions were solidified and people found that trick-or-treating was an easy way for a neighborhood to celebrate together. And if you gave out treats, then people wouldn't trick you or prank you. So overall, it kind of developed from something that was very rooted in superstition and beliefs about death to something directed at children and getting candy. And now Americans spend an estimated $6 million every year on Halloween. Now tradition rooted in capitalism. And I said, like everything else is these days. Ah, yes. <laughs> Weird segue. But speaking of money and Halloween, one thing I really wish I could buy is the $400 12-foot Home Depot skeleton. Oh, my God. Yes. Just do it. Just pull the trigger. I so badly want to. <laughs> Imagine just like sitting on the couch with a 12-foot long skeleton. I think that's what I would do with it. That's just, I would put it in my living room and just have it. Movie watching, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Elf, but you move a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Up on the shelf with the 12 foot skeleton. <laughs> like, oh, there he is again, standing in the corner. <laughs> oh my God, I so badly want that. If I ever win the lottery, I'm getting it and I'll get us each one and we can just like, Perfect. party with the skeletons <laughs> anyhow moving on to vampires um Yay. so uh isabel's gonna come back and tell you a little bit about the socio-cultural side of vampires um but to give a bioarchaeology perspective um bioarchaeologists uh, <laughs> i can't talk bioarchaeologists have actually found vampire burials so you know like our blood-sucking vampire buddies um in these excavations, they found burials um, of people that would have been believed to be vampires. And they've been found all over. So I've got a few examples. So one's in Italy on the island of Lazaretto Nuovo. Um, and it was the burial of an elderly woman. And they knew it was a vampire burial because she had a brick in her mouth. And that would have been one of the ways to bury a suspected vampire. Moving over to Connecticut, there was a man in his 50s that was dug up, uh, and his bones were placed in the skull and crossbone for formation. An interesting thing about him is, um, based on his bones, they found out that he had actually had tuberculosis, and that would have give him, given him, like, a really pale vibe and, like, a lot of the things that we associate with vampires. So that would be, like, a lot of the reason probably why they thought he was a vampire. There's also a vampire they found in Poland uh, whose head was severed and placed over top the legs and then buried. And then in Greece as well. Um, and this was a skeleton that was the person would be put in a coffin, whereas everybody else in the cemetery would have just been buried in a shroud. They were put in a wall and then spikes were driven into their neck, pelvis and ankles. Um, and this was, I believe, a male skeleton. So like... 
as you can see, lots of ways to bury somebody who is suspected to be a vampire in order to make them not come out of the ground and come back and suck your blood. So, yeah, just some, (laughs) you know, fun basics of vampire bioarchaeology. But uh, with that little bit of a segment, Isabel, you want to tell us about vampires in general? I do. Yes, thank you. Um, So vampires have been a part of folklore and myths for hundreds of years, scaring people, fascinating people, making people laugh, such as like Hotel Transylvania. Oh, I love that movie. That's what I thought of. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I love that movie. Classic. Um, So vampires play a huge role in pop culture today and are very often romanticized and widely loved by young adults. (laughs) I can tell this about this cover and come out because I I know. Vampire Diaries, come on. Yeah, I know. Come on. (laughs) For example, Vampire Diaries, Twilight and What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, Vampire Diaries, The Love of My Life, Damon Salvatore. I'm waiting for him to turn me into a vampire. It just hasn't happened yet, and it's incredibly upsetting. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, so nowadays, people don't typically... I mean, obviously, there are people that believe in them because people believe in everything. But rather, today, we more often regard them as something of fiction and entertainment. However, in the past, they are more widely believed to have been real. So... Now I'm just going to give you guys a quick um, like how to and like a general guide on vampires and if you find them. So some characteristics to look out for in your everyday life for like a vampire, in case you don't know, is they like to suck blood. Um, They have fanged canines. They are undead. (laughs) They sleep in coffins and only come out at night. They hate garlic. So we really wouldn't get along because (laughs) garlic isn't everything I cook. <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> you can't see their reflection or shadow. They're pale. Um, can't stand crosses. <laughs> sunlight too, um, right? Like I think sunlight's a thing for yeah. a lot of vampires. Sunlight is a thing. Yeah. 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 No, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I do. You're right. That's why I said only come out at night. If you'd been listening, you would have. Yeah, but you need to say sunlight more explicitly. <laughs> I, get, I get there. I get there. Um, also, to spot a vampire, they may have a Transylvanian accent. So that's a good, that's a good indicator. Um, I have so... such an urge to say same after everything. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, you're like, only come out at night. Same. Sleep in the closet. I was like, same. <laughs> Where's your Transylvanian accent? You're yeah. clearly not a vampire, though. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. here's your how-to in becoming a vampire. So you can get bit by one. Um, some believe that you could commit suicide and become a vampire, which is a darker topic. Um, some believe death by disease. Um, this one's nice. A cat can jump over your corpse. I'll turn into a vampire, apparently. Um, in the Vampire Diaries, you have to have vampire blood in your system and then die to become a vampire. So it could be anything, you know. You have to try a bunch of things, I guess, and see what works. Um, in order to kill a vampire, you can stake them in the heart. You can use fire. You can decapitate them. Or you can expose them to sunlight. Or Katie just wrote, dance till they die again. 
<laughs> I just want to see if you'd read that. <laughs> I am like a news person where I will read the teleprompter. Like, this is what's happening. I no, that's not an actual it. one. I just decided to add that because I'm ridiculous. You could definitely try it. I think it's like the best attempt at killing them. Just make you the happiest. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is my good news about if you get attacked by a vampire, they can only enter your home if they're invited. So just don't invite vampires into your home. I also read this and I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was maybe the funniest thing I've ever read. Apparently, if you throw like seeds or something, the vampire is compelled to count them. So you have time to escape. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> that's how you escape. Um, so fun. So, like Katie said, there's a lot of like connection with infectious disease and vampires and vampire myths. So there's a few diseases that kind of connect and how would kind of maybe build the bridge over why people would think that vampires exist, such as I don't know how to pronounce this. Porphyria, maybe. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but apparently it creates like a light sensitivity. Um, like you said, Katie TB causes like a wasting away, creating like that pale thin. Um, so rabies also <laughs> causes biting and sensitivities that can lead to an aversion of garlic and light, and overall just like madness of the brain. So, um, I mean, a lot of things kind of cause people to jump to conclusions about vampires. So. Like if they dug someone up and it looked like they weren't decomposing properly or like not fast enough for the expectations, like they had a wasting look or seed and gum lines, looked like their hair and fingernails were growing. It kind of created an idea that these people were continuing a life after their death. Um, also a lot of people were declared dead when they weren't and then would come back from the dead magically. So often people were staked in the heart before they were buried. Um, they were buried face down so they couldn't find their way out. and like you said they were put like rocks or bricks in their mouths so that's that's vampires for you gotta love vampires <laughs> now we'll move on to our friend zombies <laughs> i don't know why i said that <laughs> we, love, we love vampires <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna be talking about zombies though and a little bit about mummies but mostly zombies um so zombies as we know them, um, are kind of portrayed in pop culture as they're just undead, flesh-eating corpses. Um, I don't know. You think I think of like the movie. Like, have you guys seen the movie Warm Bodies? I love that movie. I've never seen it. Is that the one where the girl falls in love with a zombie? Yes, I think the yeah, zombie falls in love it. with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, zombie falls in love with the girl. There's also, I mean, I, I haven't watched The Walking Dead. I know that's like an extremely popular show. Um, but yeah, zombies are portrayed as kind of like, they don't really talk. They're kind of like moaning, groaning, uh, just looking. Yeah, like just that. like that. Thanks, Like, same? <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, oh my God, I can't believe that's going to be on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay your moving sound, on your sound effects today are just perfect they're great aren't they <laughs> mm-hmm. really it. i like it yeah um <laughs> but um zombies aren't totally just a product of um superstition or superstition and fear so they're not just um like a monster that we see in pop culture um they actually have like pretty strong origins in um haitian i believe i'm saying that right um voodoo culture 
Um, so the original like zombies date back to ancient Greece. Um, well, they think like possibly just their fear of the undead um, in general. So um, almost similar to like you were saying with vampires, there's archeological evidence of the skeletons being pinned down. Um, so as if they're trying to prevent the body from coming back to life. Um, but the main basis behind zombies is in Haiti, um, specifically 7th century Haiti when slaves, 17th. Um, sorry, 17th century, <laughs> <laughs> when slaves were brought um, over from South Africa. Um, so some people believe that zombies um, are people who are people who are revived by voodoo pr practitioners. Um, I believe it's known as a boker, and I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, but I think they were essential, essentially like medicinal um, doctors almost who used like herbs, different kind of things like that. Um, and something called zombie powder, which is really interesting. Um, it's a chemical called tetrodotoxin. Um, and basically like this chemical can cause zombie-like symptoms. So um, like difficulty walking, <laughs> mental zombie-like symptoms. <laughs> zombie-like symptoms, yeah. <laughs> problems yeah, same. yeah this is um, literally me with my asthma <laughs> um but yeah so those symptoms luckily for you you haven't been buried alive um they so appear, true. It made, made people appear to be dead they were buried alive and then they were later revived um, so there is real reports of these zombies in medical journals. Um, all, the, all the cases I found were in Haiti, um, but the, the most popular case was a man named um, Clairvius Narcisse. Not sure if I'm saying that right, um, but he went to the hospital with um, respiratory problems. This is in 1962, went into a coma, was declared dead, was, was buried, and then 18 years later returned to this town um, was confirmed by like doctors, family members, everyone that it was in fact him. And he said he was buried alive. Um, he was dug up and then um, he was, had spent the last 18 years working on a sugar plantation um, in Haiti. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. So all the reported cases of zombies, it's essentially people who um, have been in like induced into a paralysis and then revived later or they're high on bath salts and start biting yeah. people <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <too>. yeah <laughs> um so yeah that song is in real life in pop culture <laughs> it's a little bit different um so it dates back to 1697 um they weren't originally cannibalistic but then obviously um the zombies that we know from pop culture are so from the 1960s they kind of gained like this cult following um, and they took on like more of the tropes that we see. So like they eat flesh, they don't really talk, kind of just Katie sound effect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're waiting for it. <laughs> no, we don't need to be. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to point out just in looking at the history, they have a really, really problematic history in the representation, um, specifically because of their origins in like voodoo and black ma magic in, in the Haitian belief system. Um, because at this time, um, obviously it was kind of taken, um, it was taken like originally represented from the, like the Haitian community. And then it took on this 
whole new idea where white Americans use, like used it to play into their own racial fears. Um, and actually the first zombie movie was called White Zombie. And in the movie, zombies were portrayed as black plantation workers. So it does have, a, it has a really racist history of taking like this, this way of, um, like it was a lot of slaves in Haiti at the time and it was almost a coping thing for them. Um, they used like the idea of zombies as a way to combat like violence and stuff in the area. Um, and then obviously it got taken into white culture, treating it as like, oh, voodoo magic and stuff like that. So it does have a very problematic history. Um, and then one thing I thought interesting was kind of why we, as, a, as the world is so fascinated with zombies. Um, one interesting reason I thought was cool is just like looking at mass, de mass disasters and mass death, death situations. Um, because obviously everyone's heard of like zombie apocalypse, like that narrative. So that's cool. It's one reason why zombies are so popular is people are kind of like, what if there was a zombie apocalypse? Like when these mass disasters happen, people try and think of like, oh, we have to prepare. <laughs> what are we gonna prepare for? And like one of those things is the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. so I think that's really cool. But that's all I'm gonna say about zombies. Really briefly, I'll just mention mummies just because I think mummies is just such a popular Halloween costume. <laughs> um, a mummy in like, by definition is a person or animal whose body has been dried or otherwise preserved after death. And I know we've talked a lot about like the mummification process and in Egypt, we've talked like a lot about that already on the show. Um, but I just wanted to bring up mummies because obviously we see the Halloween costume as just someone wrapped in toilet paper. Isn't that what a mummy is? Yeah. <laughs> you, can be, you can be a mummy if you want. You just get a charm and ultra soft. <laughs> Expensive one too. Wow. Just wrap yourself right up. That's <laughs> an especially scary costume yeah. in 2020 given the toilet paper shortage. Oh my gosh. That's you're right. True. Only the rich can play. Can Press the mummies. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that, I will will pass it to you, Katie. Yeah. Talking so, about ghosts. Uh, I'm gonna give you the brief throw, or what? What would you call it? the throwdown on ghosts? Um, I don't know if that's a phrase. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, quick question for you two: Do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. Okay, don't ask me again. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either because <laughs> I when I see like tv shows and stuff that are like paranormal stuff sometimes I watch them and I'm like ah I don't believe this but then sometimes I think about it more and I'm like I do believe it. maybe <laughs> that's maybe. the thing like I don't really think I don't think I believe the tv shows but I'm still scared by them so I feel like on some <laughs> level <laughs> I know I'm I do um but, you know, there's some interesting theories on why people believe in ghosts. So uh, one anthropology professor named Talk Thompson uh, notes that it's an interesting phenomenon because a lot of people tend to believe science. And if they don't believe science, they believe religion or some combination thereof. Um, but ghosts are something that neither religion nor science push strongly. But over 50% of Americans, for example, believe in ghosts. 
And we've commodified ghost culture, which is interesting, right? We've got these ghost walks, haunted houses. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people like that because it has, like, it's tying kind of the supernatural to, like, real stuff, real places. Um, I know some people that say that they've had ghostly encounters. um, And I found that there's kind of, like, two camps within people who believe in ghosts. They're the people that are scared of ghosts and people that, like, aren't usually scared of ghosts and are more even comforted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in general with ghosts, we see them cross-culturally. Um, so that's your quick thing on ghosts. But I thought Our it would down. be fun. <laughs> the throwdown on ghosts. Um, <laughs> I think that might be an expression. I'm not sure, but I feel like it is. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where was your ooh, ghost sound? Ooh. <laughs> Oh, now I'm freaked out. I'm in the basement and I'm (laughs) (laughs) She scared herself. (laughs) Actual audio of what a ghost sounds like. (laughs) We have caught a ghost on camera. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna go viral because of this. (laughs) Um, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to read you some ghost stories. So these are I'm just gonna read them verbatim um as presented by the Hamilton Public Library, because we're based out of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um so I, I've I found some ghost stories that we can just, like, react to. Um, so which one? Okay. This one's fun. This one's short. This one is, the location is Demolished House. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the house at the corner of Cannon and Mary Streets had a reputation long before it was destroyed. Even when the building was in good condition, it often remained unoccupied due to its reputation as a haunted house. Children going to and from school would always run past it and never dared pass by it after dark. That's so boring. It didn't give us any specifics. (laughs) Okay, let's try a different one. Um, Oh, this one should be good. So, um, this one is Woodend Mansion in Ancaster. So, in 1891, Ancaster treasurer John Heslop was awakened by his wife when she heard burglars. He grabbed a lamp and a chair and headed towards the front door. Wait, wait, wait. A lamp and a chair. What kind of choice is that? <laughs> Apparently he's got four arms also. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening here? Like, you're just dragging. Okay. Yeah, you're dragging, <laughs> dragging the chair. It's like a full floor lamp? Like, is that what you're <laughs> I don't know. Because this is 1891 boy. too, right? So it would be oh. probably like one of those fire lamps. What did you say to us? I didn't, I didn't know it was 1891. I said he's carrying a lazy boy. (laughs) He's trying. Here, take a seat. (laughs) As soon as as I said that, you were like, it was in 1891. And I was like, oh, forget me. Get comfy. So next, a shotgun blast ran out in the dark and his wife discovered his body on the stair landing. No one was ever convicted. (laughs) No one was ever convicted of the crime. (laughs) Heslop's spirit reportedly still roams around the house, which is now the headquarters of the Hamilton Region Conservation Authority. People have reported a dragging noise in the attic and footsteps moving throughout the house. No, it's the lazy boy. (laughs) He's dragging that around upstairs. <laughs> it is rumored that John Heslop's blood still stains the stair landing and will remain until his murder is avenged. That's a good one. At first, I thought you were going to say that a ghost shot him with a shotgun. I was like, this is a I, weird story. But... I thought that too. Yeah. 
But this one was much better. So that's all the time we have for ghost stories today. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that's I very cool. A dragging in the attic. You know what? That would that would get lazy me. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to hear someone dragging a lazy boy around when there's no one else home. So that yeah, is me neither. All right. So for our uh, non-human listener shout out of the week, we're actually going to change it a bit. Uh, we're just going to do a shout out to our undead listeners of the week. Um, you know, of the week. You can of the week. <laughs> our, our undead listeners in general. Yeah. Um, we know we know you're we are listening on the ghost tubes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, until then, everybody else who's uh, with us in the mortal world. Uh, stay bony and I mean it because it's Halloween and you'll need a costume alright everyone <laughs> bye bye guys happy Halloween